Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And we are live. Good mythical morning, afternoon, evening, wherever the heck in the world you are. It's V the Grill Economist, and we have with us the man of the hour, the one and only Harley Schlanger. He needs no introduction, and in this bleak time where I'm partially depressed and thinking about drowning my sorrows with uh, Xanax and Jack and Jack Daniels, Harley's going to walk us once again, folks, off the ledge, back into the realm of sanity. And with that being said, Harley, how are you, sir? Hopefully I'm sane. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. Harley, what's going on? You know, I've heard I of this rumors of Xanax, I, I think we just need to clear the fog out that comes from the mainstream media and, and take a look at some of the extraordinary developments of the last couple of days. Yes, First, we have there. finally Trump announcing he's going to declassify documents. And you know, the Democrats are saying this is an abuse of power. This is no good. It's, it's an attempt to avoid the implications of the Mueller investigation. But the way they're reacting in such a hysterical, paranoid way, you know there's stuff in there that's coming out. Yeah. And so the, the um, FISA warrants for uh, Carter Page, which are going to show that the Steele dossier was a key aspect of this, uh, the the text messages between Strzok and, and Lisa Page, the 70 different witnesses that appeared before the House committee, I think Judiciary and other committees, uh, their testimony is going to be declassified. And then the emails between Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, Bruce Orr, there's such a wealth of material. And what's it going to show? It's going to show that the whole Mueller investigation is based on a conspiracy, a conspiracy yeah. between Obama intelligence operatives and British intelligence to run an elected president out of office to overturn the vote of the American people. And of course, the media has been not only in on it all along, but they're still in on it. They're not really reporting what the these documents could show. Now, one thing I think is, is really important to keep your eye on, there was a letter drafted by Schumer, Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and uh, Senator Warner of uh, Virginia, which essentially calls on the Justice Department and the FBI to defy Trump's order. Correct. Now, the president has the right to order declassification. What they're saying is, no, this will let out too many secrets. It will endanger too many people. Well, who's it going to endanger? Christopher Steele. It's going to endanger Sir Richard Dearlove, who was working with Steele. It's going to endanger Clapper, Brennan. Now, if they have subordinates who were involved in this, they sh their name should come out. They were carrying out a treasonous act against the American people. So I think this is the first step toward an um, overdue declassification. 
which may turn the narrative in the country around. Now, secondly, uh, little old George Papadopoulos, uh, after he got his 14-day sentence for lying to the FBI, appears to be willing to tell the truth. Uh, he gave an interview with Fox News yesterday, which has also been picked up by Australian broadcasting and a couple of other places, but not very. It, it's not getting much coverage. What he said is that the story that he happened to stumble into a chance encounter with Alexander Downer uh, and spill the beans to him about Russian hacking, he said that's a fraud. He said that never happened. He was actually brought into the meeting by a woman who's uh, Australian intelligence, who was introduced to him by someone from Israeli intelligence. The woman from Australian intelligence set up a meeting with Downer, and Downer attacked him because he, Papadopoulos, criticized the British prime minister. And there was no discussion of Russian emails. Then all of a sudden, when they're trying to cover up for the Steele dossier, they said, well, it wasn't the Steele dossier that launched the investigation. It was Papadopoulos spilling the beans to Downer. Well, it turns out that didn't happen. So both of their stories, the Steele dossier and the Downer story, are blown up now. They're, they're, they're blown out of the water. Now, further, if you then look at the other sources that they, they use, they were all based on sting operations. This guy, Joseph Massoud, uh, talking to Papadopoulos. Uh, Stefan Halper, talking to Papadopoulos and Carter Page. And this Hank Greenberg, who's actually a, a Russian operative, who'd been working for the FBI for 17 years, telling Roger Stone that he has uh, dirt on Hillary from Russians that he'll make available for $2 million. And Roger Stone told him to take a hike. That's four instances of sting operations that were going on at the same time they were trying to build up the cre credibility of the Russian uh, email hacking. Uh, and it, it all shows what Trump has been saying. This whole thing is a witch hunt. Now, Correct. here's the task for your listeners. It's not being put out in the mainstream media. Of course not. We've got to get it around. We've got to use our complete ingenuity every means through every website, every portal you have, every posting you can do, every discussion you can have. Don't give up on this. This is the, the worst nightmare of people like Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and Schumer. Uh, they're trying to run this, uh, uh, the, the whole uh, Kavanaugh case as a way to turn people against Trump. And it shows up, it's increasingly showing up that this whole thing is a fraud, the attack on him for sexual harassment. So we've just got to redouble our efforts and make sure the story gets out. Absolutely. What do you think about Jeff Sessions? I mean, recently, you know, it was leaked in the media. Jeff Sessions was protecting a Hillary Clinton acolyte uh, and really running interference. We've seen the frustrations that Trump has said about Sessions, saying that I do not even have an AG. Uh, and, and it seems like all the evidence is coming out that Sessions is, is is really just running interference for the deep state. Is this a ruse or is there something more to this, Harley? Well, I, I think Sessions is what he is. He's a very limited Alabama senator who never distinguished himself for his courage or his intellectual ability. 
the one thing that he did that endeared him to Trump, he was the first senator to endorse Trump. Mm-hmm. But he said he wanted to be the attorney general. And then as soon as he gets in, he recused himself from the most important case he will face in his career as attorney general. Correct. Uh, I, I don't think Trump can fire him before the midterms because that would just become another issue. But I think he's Correct. made it very clear that the writing's on the wall. Yes. Now, the Democrats respond by saying, well, the attorney general is not supposed to, tech, to protect the president. No, he's supposed to follow the law. And he's not doing it. Correct. The, the evidence is there that his department is filled with corrupt individuals uh, who work with foreign nationals, namely British intelligence, to subvert the rule of law in the United States. Yeah. The attorney general is supposed to defend against that. And Sessions is simply not doing his job. Absolutely agree with you. What do you think uh, is going to happen in the next uh, few weeks, Harley, in terms of we have Trump making a move here. You have the deep state telling uh, the, the DOJ to be insubordinate. We've had the James O'Keefe insider video from Project Veritas, not only showing one swamp, swamp creature at the Health and Human Services, but also another one at the State Department, all of them, all of whom happen to be members of the Democratic Socialists of America this is really building into a crescendo, Harley. What's your take? Well, I, I think instead of getting, you know, it's one of these situations where your house is covered with spider webs and you can either run around knocking down all the spider webs or go find the spider. Mm. And I, I think the key to this is to keep focused on the importance of the proliferation of the steel dossier. Who was given the steel dossier? Who used it? how this got into the FISA court warrant, how this got into the media. Because if you track that as the centerpiece, everything flows from that. And so I, I think people should not get too excited when you find that there are some corrupt and immoral and, and probably traitorous individuals inside the government. We knew that was there. Uh, the, the permanent staffing of, of the executive branch is filled with these types. Sure. But I think if you cut off the head of this, and by that I mean put Brennan in prison, put Clapper in prison, go after Obama, because ultimately what the Democrats fear is they think their best weapon in the midterm elections is Barack Obama. Now, it shows how delusional they are because they thought Hillary Clinton was their best weapon in 2016. Mm-hmm. But they're paranoid now that Obama is going to show up in the middle of all of this plotting against the Trump campaign and then against the Trump presidency. So go after the top. And that's why, you know, at LaRouche Pack, we've insisted from the beginning, you have to understand who Mueller is. He's a hitman for the networks and U.S. intelligence to take their orders from London. This was his first case, his first big case in the 80s, was when British intelligence tried to stop Reagan from talking to the Russians about mm-hmm. the SDI, the Strategic Defense Initiative. And who did Reagan right. send over to do that? He sent LaRouche. LaRouche was involved in top-level negotiations between the American uh, intelligence community, the Defense Department, the military, and the Russian military. And Correct. the British wanted to stop that because they didn't want Reagan to establish some kind of detente with the Soviet Union. So what do we see now 40 years later? It's the same thing. 
the idea that the United States and Russia have common interests, or at least common areas where they can work together, that blows the whole geopolitical confrontation schema out the window. And so who do they bring back in? Mueller, working together with people, career uh, criminals like Comey and, and Brennan. You know, Comey was involved in covering up the drug money laundering of the Hongshang Bank. Mueller, as FBI director, covered up all the evidence of uh, what actually happened on 9-11, uh, the Saudi question of 9-11. Uh, we'll, we'll never know how deep this went in the Bush administration, how many people in the Bush administration knew this was coming because of Mueller ordering the FBI to destroy documents. But minimally, if we go after these threads and follow them to the top, uh, we can change some of this. And, and I think it's overdue for this to happen. And, you know, I think people should be quite happy. And, you know, instead of sitting around waiting for some guy on a white horse to ride in and, and tell you here are all the sealed indictments, let's just campaign like hell to prevent this so-called blue wave from happening in November. And in the meantime, if that happens, the Republicans who get elected are going to have to put their loyalty in Trump because they're not going to win unless Trump is out there rallying his base. Right. Absolutely correct. Um, what do you think, Harley? Do you really think there's going to be a blue wave? Because right now, I am a little bit nervous. Right now, I see the uh, the there's a possible loss in the Senate with the Democrats taking power over there. And there's a possibility of being a very, very small margin that the Republicans would have in the House. Um, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Well, I think it's not determined yet. And I think this is yeah. the important thing. The trend, you would think, is toward the Democrats because of all the slime that's been poured on Trump and all the attacks and the fact that the Republicans have been ineffective, whether by design or not, in sabotaging Trump's fighting ability. Uh, a handful of Republicans have stood out, but most of them are sitting there with their hands in their pockets uh, watching to see which way the wind blows. So I think that the, in spite of all that, if Trump goes ahead with this declassification and fights like hell, uh, it can be stopped because there are certain things. I mean, look, look what's just happened the last couple of days in Korea. You have the presidents of North and South Korea arm in arm marching through Pyongyang. Yeah. They've now invited Kim Jong-un to come to Seoul. You have the people turning out and cheering, carrying Korean unification flags. Part of the discussion between Kim and Moon was on North Korea joining the China Belt and Road Initiative. This is coordinated between Putin, Xi Jinping, and Trump, with Abe, who just won a fairly substantial re-election in Japan, throwing his support for this. So this is crucial. What's the media say about it? Oh, Kim Jong-un hasn't destroyed all his nuclear weapons so far. You know, the, the, anyone who follows the media on this becomes convinced that the media is part of the war faction. But right. Trump is fighting it. Then you look at Syria. And, you know, Trump has said a number of things, mostly through people like Nikki Haley and Bolton. But I'm not sure they speak for him because Trump again came out yesterday and said he wants U.S. troops out of Syria. 
Meanwhile, the Russians, Putin pulled another brilliant flanking maneuver with Erdogan. After all this talk that chemical weapons are about to be used, they probably were already filming the show of the White Helmets, the, the British intelligence operators called the White Helmets, uh, running a, a fake chemical weapons story. And sure. now the Russians and, and the Turks and the Syrians said, we're not going to start the fighting yet. So what does that do for the films? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a brilliant flanking action, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> and so then you have a Russian plane shot down, and now Putin's got uh, something on Netanyahu on this one. So, you know, I think we're on the verge of a, a substantial shift. Now, just one other thing to factor in here. The German government is moving again in a death spiral down the toilet. Uh, by the way, they mishandled this whole situation in Chemnitz with the uh, so-called right-wing gangs uh, demonstrating and uh, outflanking the police. And then the Merkel government did another completely stupid thing by taking the person in charge of the police and, and giving him a higher position in the interior ministry. So the Merkel government is, is doomed. But look what's happening to the south of Germany. Uh, Sebastian Kurz, the chancellor of Austria, tried to get a, a conference going on how the EU can help develop Africa to slow the flow, the flow of refugees. The EU said they're not interested. They don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So Kurz said, okay, then we'll just have a conference on our own between Austria and whoever wants to come from in Europe and the African countries. And about 25 African heads of state say they want in on this. Then you have the Italian government backing up what Kurtz is doing, saying that the immigration question is insoluble from Brussels, but could be handled by sovereign European states. And so you'd see, I, I think it was uh, Sigmar Gabriel, the former foreign minister of Germany, said the EU is one more stupid act from disintegrating. Yeah. And it, again, this is something that's important. What happens if the city of London outpost in Brussels, which is there largely to protect German and French and British banks, what if it goes under? What happens to the vaunted transatlantic alliance, which is really the British and the neocons in the United States, using the financial power of these countries to try to rule the world. So our enemies are in disarray, they're in trouble, and people should really enjoy the squawking and squealing of the bug-eyed Adam Schiff and, <laughs> and the, you know, the walking, wrinkled prune Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. Whatever Botox she's using isn't working. It's not working, Harley. It's not working. Yeah. That, de that denture keeps wanting to pop out. <laughs> so, you know, I think the, the point is, you know, I'm not trying to give people a pep talk or, or give them a, a false sense of optimism. The thing you have to realize is that this cabal of globalists, of free traders, of neoconservatives and neoliberals, their policies just don't work. And they can't go out and organize support for their policies on the basis of the policies because they aren't working. So they have to use deception. They have to use lies and slander and, and dirty tricks and false flags. As people become more aware of that, it doesn't work anymore. And I, I think this 
Papadopoulos revelation, if that can somehow break into the media, if the declassification is successful, which will show that people like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and Andrew McCabe were doing what they were doing because they had the full support of the president of the United States and Obama was doing what he was doing because he was acting in the interests of the most powerful financial grouping of the city of London and Wall Street. Mm -hmm. As this story gets out, how much longer can they sell the fraud of the genius of the Federal Reserve and the, the central banking system as being the only thing that's holding us back from chaos? It's just not going to work. The chaos actually comes from these elements. And if you right. clean them up, we can actually begin to reestablish a productive physical economy in the United States, which is the best guarantee for peace in the world. I agree wholeheartedly. Harley, what is your take on the, the China tariffs? It's up to $260 billion. Uh, there's 200 companies that have stepped forward and saying that they're being affected by this. What is China going to do? Are, are we going to fisticuffs in terms of trade, in terms of economics, blow for blow? Jack Ma, uh, the, the founder of Alibaba, said this could last 20 years. Uh, what's your take? What's, what, what, what's the reverberations that you're, uh, that you're getting out there? I think there are two points. One is I think that Trump is trying to do something that, that should have been done a long time ago, which mm -hmm. is to address the trade deficit. Uh, I think he's being poorly advised by people like Peter Navarro, who's a China hater. Uh, yeah. I think Larry Kudlow, the guy who told us in 2007, 2008, that mortgage-backed securities are good investments. Yeah, cocaine Kudlow. Yeah, so I, I think Trump is listening to some people who don't have the right, the, the, the interests of the American people at heart. They have the, their own bones to pick. And I think this could become a, a big problem. The Chinese are, you know, Kudlow came out yesterday and said, we're smashing the Chinese economy. That's not simply true at all. The Chinese are kind joke. of happy to have <laughs> some fluff taken out of the stock market. And they're still sitting there on over almost one and a half trillion dollars worth of U.S. securities. They've got dollars coming out of their ears. They do. Uh, they've they're got the most liquid market in the world. It's hard for some people to understand that. Well, and they've also got investments in physical production, which they can fall back on, which we don't have. So I think the policy is shooting ourselves in the foot, but the intention of doing something about this is right. So what do you do? You actually sit down and talk. I was at a conference yesterday in Berlin where there were people talking about EU policy, European policy toward Africa. And the Africans were saying, you're doing the same thing over and over that hasn't worked before. Why don't you learn from the Chinese? And one of the interesting things that came up is that this, this one person said, look, why aren't we talking to China? You know, the Europeans just came up with their own counter to the Belt and Road Initiative, which is the equivalent of a squirt gun to a hydrogen bomb. You know, a $2 billion fund to build, I think, three roads in Pakistan. So, <laughs> No, I'm serious. And, and they're, this Federica Mogherini, the, the so-called foreign minister of the EU, said, I just toured 20 countries and they prefer Europe to China. And oh, yeah, is, we prefer that. Yeah. Mrs. LaRouche said, well, maybe she was touring Belgium, Luxembourg and, and the Netherlands. <laughs> but you know, I, I think on these points, the, the 
way out of it is physical production. You've got to take power away from the central banks with their funny money policy. You've got to have uh, national parliaments or congresses deliberating on what's necessary for the people. What do we need for cities to, to rebuild? What do we need to refurbish the rural areas and, and the, the healthcare system? We need credit that goes into physical production. And if we're talking about things like that, and Trump has talked about it, I just think that someone like Kudlow is, is too enamored with the derivatives and mortgage-backed securities and securitization to understand it. But there are people out there who do understand these things. Among them are people like Jack Ma. So I think Trump needs to get together with Xi Jinping to talk about the real economy and what they can do. I think he needs to get together with Putin again because the last talk they had was very productive. It, it caused the Democrats to, to go into outer space. and It caused the Republicans, the never-Trump Republicans, to expose themselves. So the more he can do to work toward a, an alliance with those countries that have physical economic development and bring the United States online with that, the more popular he'll be. And he's, there's still time. Look, between now and November 6th, it seems like a blink of the eye. But if the president keeps going out two, three, four times a week, talking to people, telling them what he's doing, and people who know what Trump is trying to do, go out and talk to their friends and organize as though your life depends on it, because it does. And I think we, we won't see a blue wave. Maybe we'll see a couple of splashes here and there. But I, I think there's still time to save the country. I agree. There's still time. It's getting late, but it's still time. I absolutely agree with you. Harley Schlanger, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure and an honor to have you on. Uh, thank let you me, again. Let me just say yes, one thing. If people would like to get, I'm writing an article tonight on the importance, the bombshell of Trump's declassification and the Papadopoulos interview. So if people would like to get that and circulate it and get it around, uh, of course, I'll send it to you at Rogue Money. But anyone who wants to get a copy, uh, send me a note at harleysch at gmail.com. And I'll get you the information where you can get it from my blog. Perfect. Harley, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on again, folks. You can find him at theschillerinstitute.org, theschillerinstitute.org, as well as larouchepack.com. Thank you all for listening in, and uh, take it away, CJ.